Big dog. Thank you so much. I want to give a little shout out to uh to Nige, the chief, the headmaster, the flow master. He's the one who Legend. put me on to you. Um, good guy. And I'm just mate, I'm fascinated. I want to hear the story from the horse's mouth. So, dude, take it away. Show everybody, tell everybody who the fuck Dave is. In a, <laughs> well, in a nutshell, in a nutshell, I'm, I'm a bit of a fitness freak. And I guess that's how Nigel, well, that's how I met Nigel in the first place. Just fitness circles, getting out, meeting people. That's why we're speaking here today. You know, I love, I love all that. Um, but yeah, I think obviously from, from me stems my whole philosophy, my whole mindset, my whole who I am, why I like seizing the day. I know that's a bit of a cliche, but you know, carpe diem live for the moment is it's probably stems from my disability and i know nigel's got a disability as well um so he kind of had a big kind of connection over that in training uh, and a lot of things he says kind of um really resonates with me um but i i, I grew up with my disability i was born with a, a bone condition called multiple epiphyseal dysplasia um and stemming from that you know i had quite a lot of struggles i guess when i was growing up got quite a lot of joint pain and a lot of my disability is basically joint pain management um, and obviously training it, it has a massive impact on that and I think it's always it's always been a balance for me and growing up I had I definitely had to find that balance between doing too much and doing enough to keep my bones kind of uh, supple and shall we say like you kind of keep the pain at bay by staying in shape but being getting in shape kind of is a painful process in, in the first place. So it's kind of a weird one for me. My, my relationship with, with fitness training and, and sport and everything is all kind of intertwined with my disability. Um, and that's kind of how I, so yeah, gone off on one there, but I fundamentally, I'm a former Paralympian. So I played three Paralympic games in table tennis. And again, started playing table tennis as a bit of a, you know, push myself uh, rehabilitation from an injury when I was growing up playing football. Um, so yeah, table tennis was a fantastic sport that I kind of fell in love with as soon as I picked up a bat, like something I could play without too many limitations, like I could beat my older brother who's able-bodied, um, just the competitive as aspect and it gave me that platform and that goal and that kind of purpose to aim for, uh, growing up and obviously the rest is history. So yeah, here we are. I'm now, the body's not getting any younger. I'm now finished my career in table tennis and I'm, I'm falling in love with CrossFit and I think your same principles and your values, you never lose them. And I think if you do lose them, then you can get into a pretty bad, bad way. And I think coming out of sport, I did struggle a little bit, but staying hold of my, you know, my fitness uh, kind of principles and everything that I, my reasons for getting up in the morning and uh, staying fit and healthy and, and everything like that is, is still there. So yeah, I'm, I'm loving CrossFit at the moment. Uh, and like, I, like I touched on meeting some men, so many cool people, yourself included, sir. Uh, Nige, um, etc., etc. We're just um, we're just going with it for now. So yeah, life's life's good. Um, seize the day. Does that give you a good good little overview? I suppose you can pick off a few questions if you like. That's way <laughs> way better than me, brother. Maybe you get a uh, maybe you get a job at the BBC after that. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I don't know about that. I'm, I'm too I'm too risky sometimes. I think I'm too out. <laughs> I don't know. I'm too off piste. I don't yeah, know. That, that's why I, I do that, podcasts, I think that's a good man. thing, but you never know. <laughs> you can say what you want. Legit, it's my, it's my thing. I just, I just say as many shit we as I want. It... So we're not keeping it PG right now. That's good. We'll just no, go with dude. it. 
come on, man, I'm from Manchester. Like, what's going on here? I don't think anybody from from the north has ever been PG. You know what I mean? But I wanna I wanna touch on uh, choosing your heart. Right, you were like, well, I gotta I gotta go through fitness, which is hard for my body. But at the end of the day, it that is hard and it's gonna put me through pain. But if I don't it's hard and it's going to put me through pain and it's it's kind of choosing a rock and a hard place at a young age right what what's that like man talk me through that 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 mindset and the mental process you have to go down as a as a young man at the end of the day it's not like you and I choosing that decision now knowing that life's going to smash us in the face anyway like it's it, yeah. it's at a young age of like well i have to put myself well, through I guess, here i guess just striving to become better at something I think that was that was you know whatever that may be, and that's you know the freedom of mind in that in that kind of mentality is it could, you could apply that to anything, and I think um, for for me like having an older brother to kind of aim for and try and beat and try and catch up with slash maintain the pace with him as we were growing up uh, was everything to me, and I kind of never really saw myself as disabled, um, and I, I think it was a slow gradual process, which is why. I think the growth that you go through over, especially through like puberty and like through your adolescent years, like you come to terms and you have that acceptance over a long period of time. I think that's why it's a lot more difficult maybe. And I, I kind of really admire the guys who, you know, go through some trauma or have an injury or whatnot, and they have to go through that growth process instantly. And, and it's tough. Like you do go through some tough times, but I think that's why you have to have the release. You have to have, you know, something aside to aim for and, uh, and keep you going. Because otherwise, those tough times can be a, a lot harder, I think. Um, but yeah, for me, I think obviously my platform was table tennis and being able to push through the pain was easier because I had that kind of goal and that kind of, you know, platform to, to show what I can do. And 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 uh, yeah, it kept, kept me going to some extent. But you're right, there's there's good pain and there's, there's bad pain. And um, I think, I, you know, in yourself, like everyone's different. That's the fantastic thing about the human the human body like everyone is completely different like what works for me is not going to work for someone else and uh, i kind of know what what my body can well that's not strictly true because you never really know your limits until you really push them do you so mm. i think you have to kind of investigate that yourself you have to get to your point you have to put yourself into the breaking point to know what you can really do and and i think i do gray the you know there's a gray area sometimes with myself definitely push my bones a little bit further than maybe they you know medically advisable but i believe that that has that has in the long you know over time i've i've done way more than i ever could have imagined that i could have done um in my life just just from having that mindset um what was i going to say i was going to say something um climbed a couple of mountains as well right <laughs> um but yeah 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 i think that's the point i think when you when you know the feeling of not being able to do something of like being in that situation when you're in hospital and you can't move and you you know you can't walk you're in so much pain that you can barely do anything like it's impossible not to get addicted to you know, to, to try and better in yourself to the point where you can do those things and i think you know i just can't see how you know it's it becomes easy to push through that pain because it's such an incredible feeling being out you know, what the human body can do. Um, and obviously there's different relative scales for everyone. But for me, like 
I just love climbing mountains. I just love what it represents, like metaphorically as well as the physical act of climbing a mountain. Like I'm just addicted to it. I just love it. And like not being able to do that. Um, like last year I had a hip replacement and my hip was in a really bad way. That was like a result of basically my table tennis career. Um, and any British people will know of Andy Murray, like tennis player. He's got really bad hip problems. It's quite a common thing for racket sports, like twisting, etc., etc. So I, I had a whole host of problems last year and it can really affect you mentally as well. Like I was not in a good way and not being able to do those things. Like, yeah, now I'm able to do that again. It's like, it's, you're in the gym and you're, you know, you're hanging out and you're in like pain from exercise, just like out of breath or, you know, just cardio, cardiovascularly, like, so it becomes so easy to push through. Like, I think you can like having a disability, it kind of gives you an innate sort of resilience and kind of ability to just, to just be able to do that, I think. Um, uh, and, and you, you that this is what I love about exercise. Like it, it, you become a bit of an impenetrable fortress. I think they call it in stoicism terms, like, you know, you're so used to being in discomfort and pushing through and get into your place where you're so indestructible that you just feel invincible. And I, I think that is what being, that's what being disabled and having a disability and growing up and learning this, this whole, not that you learn the mindset as such, but you can definitely improve your performance and have influence over your mind. And, and, and it's just, it's just made me into such a, you know, strong person, I think um to the point where shit can happen in life and and it's okay like it's okay like and i think you have to train these things you have to go through these things to be able to you're not automatically a, a strong person who can just push through anything and yeah i don't know climbing up mountains is is my thing now like i love it like the whole of what it represents um you know climb a mountain find a bigger one like it's just that i just love it just i can't get enough of it yeah definitely is a beautiful process and... sorry rambling on no, brother, please, please don't apologize. You, you just talk, man. It's a, it's a pleasure, man. You know, but climbing a mountain is a beautiful <laughs> process, you know, like, um, you know, the, the mindset and the, the, the mental dump you get from the top. And also once you've done it right is, is unparalleled. But also I think the, the monotonous one foot in front of the other, and you go through that kind of anguish of, I fucking hate this. Like, this is shit. Like, this hurts so much. I'm sweating. Like, everything's dripping in my eyes. I'm dirty. Like, I'm, I, there's no way I'm getting up there in time for sunset. You're just like, why the fuck did I make it? I do this. And then you start thinking about things you did 20 years ago. You're like, Alex, like, oh, you probably shouldn't have done that. Or you could have done this better. And you're like, fuck's sake. And you kind of... <laughs> hate yourself in a way right and i i i i feel like it's a, a meditative state because you you go through those those processes and then you get to the top and it's, it's like clarity of mind isn't it a hundred percent and you it flips you you know and you see something completely different within the four walls of your own mind it's like cleaning cleaning yourself out mentally and as well getting the physical fitness as well you can't can't deny that it's it's a difficult thing to do right but it's it's a mental process of like oh okay we've just kind of got all cluttered yeah. up here and we're just going to cleanse that bit and get rid of that and oh that's just garbage so that can go in the bin and then like oh that's gold so that can stay um and i think it's uh yeah i think it's beautiful you know speaking to people that 
they like to do those types of stuff um is is quite fascinating because everybody sees says similar things and you can see a light bulb moment in them where they're like oh they're actually they're meditating right now you know rather than doing yoga they're just going to go climb a big hill because well they're not all right with the chocolate drops but i like those people they got a lot to say <laughs> i can see i can see that you you've resonated yeah and i've res resonated so much with what you just said like the amount of mental mental gymnastics that you can play with your brain when you're in the pain cave and it just comes to you out of nowhere like the amount of, of epiphanies i've had when i'm literally on the edge of like not necessarily giving up but just feel like you can't do any more and then then you go and do i don't know 5k more then you can't feel feel like you can't do another step and then all of a sudden you know all this inspiration comes from you and you go you go do another mountain in that next afternoon or that next day and like yeah it's 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 it, it kind of I think it it kind of teaches you to live in the moment and just take one step at a time like you said um when you kind of train like that you, you don't get overall with like the overall magnitude of like the final task or the final height of that mountain I know we're speaking very figuratively here but you know one step over and over again becomes a thousand more steps and you know you just don't get caught up with what the actual means like say like lying in hospital you know that that end goal seems so so bloody far away that you can get quite demoralized over that and quite demotivated but you know take it one step at a time just keep pushing through and next thing you know you're there you've you've done it and yeah i i, I love the phrase like like the mental gymnastics just compartmentalizing your brain sticking you know chucking things out keeping things and yeah, I think exercise is a brilliant way of doing that. Um, I would totally agree. Yeah, I can't agree more, man. That's why I love this thing. That's why I've tried to make it into a career, you know, like why I'm addicted to it and get really obsessed with it is it's not that you come in and I see you do a stellar air squat or you take this kettlebell and you put it above your head, right? Or you can sit on a rowing machine or a ski erg and just give it some some big licks, right? Like that's all great and fantastic, and you you're pushing the boundaries of human performance, and it's it's really cool, right? Great, but it's taking an everyday person or an athlete and getting them on the floor and witnessing them walk through their own hell. And now this sounds like a little crazy, but let me let me explain because they they're gone to a place mentally where they don't want to be because they're in a place physically that they don't want to be, right? And everything is kicking off. They don't know what they're doing, never mind who they are or where they are, right? They're just everything is hurting. And they're going to this mental place where everything about them is telling them this was a bad idea and you should probably stop. You know, oh, you're going to hurt yourself or the doctor said this as a kid or you have that or you're a lady, you're disabled or whatever. And your brain's telling you, that type of stuff, right? And you've basically got two options, yes or no, right? Listen to it or not. And I love witnessing people go to that own hell because inevitably exposure, they they get they get more resilient and they end up telling themselves, no, no, I'm going to keep going. And then the smile on their face afterwards and the confidence build from, from proving to themselves that they can actually do shit, right? It was a dumb, like yesterday, man. Yesterday was a great example. It was like five rounds, two minutes on, one minute off, 
was dumbbells, some dumbbell movements, and some burpees, right? Something super simple. And it was like, it's two minutes. Everyone can hold on for two minutes, right? So it's just hold the fuck on. Here's a grenade. I'm taking the pin out. Hold on to it until it goes off. I'm going to give you another one, right? And then it's like everybody's kind of gasping for air in the middle. And you're like, great. And you see like round three, everybody's trying to slow down. And then you see them kind of like speed up again, slow down, speed up again, because they're, they're forcing themselves to hold accountable to themselves. And I'm like, this is poetry in motion. You know, you're going through those those times that you didn't want to see again. You wanted to lock it up in a box. And guess what? Like we've tried that and we've had massive amount of suicide rates. We've had disconnectivity everywhere. Like people can't communicate with one another no more. And you're like, okay, great. Maybe we try something different, guys. Because, you know, a pretty smart man one time called Einstein said, if we do the same thing over and over and expect different results, it's the definition of insanity. You know, I might be mental, but I'm definitely not insane. So how about we just try something different? And you see the development of a character because they've been exposed to that three, four, five, six times a week. And hey, it could be it could be a cholera, yeah. you know, it could be completely different. They might be doing something outside of the gym that, that does it, which is awesome. And I hope they are. But you just see this development and dude, it is it is electric. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, how much easier is it though to do it in that environment and push push yourself when people around you are doing the same thing? Like do you know what I mean? There's there's no way that I would have done some of the training sessions that I've done if I didn't have a training partner doing it with me. Oh, <laughs> you know I mean? It gives you that accountability sometimes. I love the community, man. Yeah. Especially you, you coaches are evil sometimes with your programming. There's no way I'd program some of the stuff for myself. That were my coach. <laughs> so yeah, I think I don't know why. I, I always say with um, you know, like the, my my friends who go to the gym and just lift weights. It's ah, oh, I don't need a PT. Man. I don't need a coach. It's like you know, even the best table tennis player in the in the world still needs a coach. You know, you still need that accountability and that kind of someone to drive you even if it is a training partner but yeah I, I love it i love the whole aspect of the, the community aspect of training especially crossfit like it's brilliant that's again another thing right that 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 community of struggle like everybody's in the fight together you know and it's like we're all alone in this together because of uh, inevitably we have to do it for ourselves you know like me being in the environment with you and you're working out i don't get a benefit from that like maybe social benefit, yeah, but like I'm not getting the mental benefit. I'm not getting the physical benefit. Like I got to get in that arena with you and start sweating on the floor, you know, a little bit of sweat equity and 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 put some work in, you know. And um, yeah, 100%, I couldn't agree more. Like the shit that I do on my own compared to like when people are around is vastly different. And I'm mental anyway, so I'd put myself through hell but there is no way on God's green earth I'd be able to do it the same level of uh, intensity, the same level of workout. It's just, I'm not doing it, man. Have you, uh, have you got involved in the cold water swimming yet, Alex? I think I'd be up your street in terms of the mental, the mental kind of game on that. Um, or not. Can, well, or kind of. Or do you not have of. it in New Zealand? <laughs> Well, there was 
kind of cold, but not as cold as uh not as cold as the Channel or the North Sea, right? Yeah, 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 I love it. I think I, you know, I, I got into the whole ice swimming uh, through lockdown. That was a thing, good thing that lockdown brought out for me. Like, just I don't know why I didn't do it when I was playing table tennis at my peak. It would have been brilliant. Um, but I just love what it represents. Aside from the mental and the physical benefits, just being able to, you know, if you had, like you said, if the grenade, if you had a gun to your head, someone told you to get in that water and stay in that water for so long, you could, you could definitely do it. It's just whether or not, you know, you're willing to push through. It's only cold, you know, it's just cold. Um, and it's only cold if you think it's cold as well. Like if you let your mind go into a place where you, you get the breathing and everything, you can really conquer anything. And I love what that represents as well. Like to the point where low, I get like a euphoric kind of buzz out of going in the cold water. Helps my bones, helps my body recover everything. And it's just, yeah. But back in the day, like I would have been like, absolutely not hate that <laughs> so uh yeah it's another one little bit of my uh little well I call, call it a hobby i suppose but mm. yeah it, it's good i love it i can't advocate it, it enough um basically no i'd i'd love to do it consistently whether it's like an ice bath or whether it's like jumping in jumping in the sea which is cold but it's not obviously frozen um but I, i'd love to do it pretty pretty religiously and and, and assess the benefit, whether it's clarity of thought or whether it's how the body feels or reacts to training, recovery and sleep and all that. But um, something that I try and I am trying, I'm going to put myself on on uh, record now, I'm trying to get back into the habit of is, is the sauna, man, because look at me, I'm I'm as white as a fucking ghost, mate. And, yeah. I, you know, the heat never makes it in the north. You know, we get dark, we get cold and we get the frigging rain. You know, <laughs> like, so the sauna for me is a really uncomfortable spot. And um, it it used to really freak me out because I could not breathe in it, man. Like, first time I ever got in a sauna, I couldn't make four minutes. Like, it was it was bad. I couldn't breathe at all. And now it's like, okay, okay, bitch, get in there, sit with your thoughts and get to the fucking top, top uh, shelf, right? Sit yourself there and just, like, suffer for 20 to 40 minutes. And um, that's something for me, which it's like I can prove to myself if I can keep myself calm, you are capable of doing way, way more than you thought you could. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to the sauna tonight, actually. That's what I was going to do. I'm going to go to the gym, go do a swim and then get in the sauna. It's like my little ritual, mm. the hot, cold stuff. Do uh... It's funny how um you can train your body to do all these do all these things like get your muscles stronger, get you know your cardio, your VO two max, whatever. You can change the physical kind of physiological properties of your body, shall we say, and characteristics. But the only way that you could train like your I don't know your efficiency, shall we say, of like pumping blood around your body, oxygen and things like that. You can't go to the gym and just make your capillaries wider or your i don't know your you know the muscles that that kind of contract around your arteries and your veins like they can only be fired through temperature like it's mad oh it's like a training session going in the cold or going in the sauna like it trains your internal kind of physiological self rather than you know going to the gym it's more external isn't it but 
yeah, I just, I, I think, you know, the amount of people who go and train their self, like in the gym, but they don't actually focus on the inside either. Like uh, it's literally opened up a whole new world of, of physical performance for me. I think I, I swear by it. It's brilliant. 100% man. We are just an organic thing, you know, and we just adapt to stimuli. That's all we do. Um, and when we try and pair like beliefs and a mind system and a nervous system on top of that, and then also social, and then uh, you could go down the spiritual route if that's your if that's your jam. You kind of shove all this together. It gets complicated, right? But if we just if we if we look at the body as its as its singular thing, it's like all it is is an organic thing, and it wants to survive at the end of the day. So if you give it a little bit of exposure over time, it's going to become a little bit more resilient to set exposure, and that's kind of it. You know, it's like well, okay, cool. If you're trying to be the fittest you can, the fastest you can, or whatever, the strongest you can, then we probably need to address it in that manner and try to make it a little bit more bulletproof in many, many different ways, right? Like, it's like why we like doing CrossFit, and especially with with the warm-ups and the specific warm-ups. It's like, team, we're going to introduce some new ranges of motion today, some different implements, some slower moving. I was like, why? I was like, because I'm going to try my best to make you bulletproof in as many positions as possible. Why? So when you go out there into life, you know, I'm not saying you're going to wrestle a saber-toothed tiger, right? But when you go out there into life, you're a little bit more robust. Plus, you've proved to yourself more times than not that you can tackle anything that comes your way. Even if it's a D-ball, even if it's a frigging Atlas Storm, a barbell, a kettlebell, three of them, right, whether it's running a frigging marathon, whatever it is, right, or just doing a singular burpee or jumping onto a box, right, it's like it's something. You've pulled yourself up towards a pull-up bar, right? Granted, you've got three bands attached to your bollocks, but it doesn't matter. You've pulled yourself up, right? And then it's like, okay, I can, I can, I can go and do this, right? It's like, yeah, we just slowly give you a different stimuli to adapt to. And once we've got some sort of adaptation, which we will, you know, that's okay. Well, just give you something else to make you feel uncomfortable. Because if we're always searching for that comfortable place to sit down and molly cuddle and what he says, it's okay. You can you can be an asshole in society. You have that right, Dave. You know, like then we're creating an assholes of society. <laughs> you know, I think we need to have hard conversations with ourselves first and then surround yeah. ourselves with people that that want nothing but the best for ourselves. And that usually means you're going to have to do hard things, mate. I think you're a, you're a much better speaker than I am in terms of summing up how to, to overcome struggles. It's like looking at struggles as a positive, isn't it? It's like doing that mental gymnastics and thinking, right, this is, this is that stimuli. This is going to make me stronger. Struggles make you stronger. And it's, you know, it's how you respond to them. Um, and obviously that's a bit of a cliche, but it's true. And I try and like, you know, impart that on, you know, impress that upon like, especially like youngsters growing up with disabilities who kind of, you know, not necessarily look at myself, but look at other people who, you know, don't let it stop them. And it's, it's, you know, shit, shit can happen in life, but it's, and sometimes you, sometimes you really do have to scrape the barrel and you have to just trust that, you know, when you're up, you know, all this, you know, all these things, you know, that, oh, this not necessarily happened for a reason, but it can have the potential to make me stronger. And when you're in it, you don't necessarily feel that because you're caught up in the emotions of it. But it's just reminding yourself 
trust the process trust that eventually if you stick to the plan stick to type and you know it will make me stronger and yeah you, you do have to scrape the barrel sometimes <laughs> and I, i've certainly had to scrape the barrel a few times in my life but um you do you, you get out of it and you realize it, it's made me stronger so the next shit that comes along no matter how shit it might feel like i will just be like yeah or whenever whatever your situation like like taking the example of kids growing up with a disability or traumas happen like promise you it will make you stronger and you will find a place where that has helped you and it's a good thing it's seeing it as a good thing um but yeah you you kind of summed it up pretty pretty well better than i can <laughs> but um yeah that's the whole ethos of having a disability i suppose and overcoming it and overcoming change any change in life and any anxiety or anything it's you know see it as a as a privilege see it as a you know come on then let's have it <laughs> mm, that's that's yeah beautiful because I, I, I think i think for, for me for me like obviously i i don't like however people however you want to view like taking the, the example of disability taking that that as a you know people can see it as a negative people can see it as a struggle or or whatnot and you can take a lot of confidence from that you know when when you if you win a race with you know with at a massive disadvantage compared to the the person you're racing against who has no disadvantage compared you, you know that's a much bigger achievement you you get a bigger sense of of achievement and satisfaction out of overcoming something to win something for example so i i get a lot of confidence from that personally like if i just run a mountain without any kind of struggle whatsoever it's not an achievement whereas you want it to be hard you want it to be hard you want it to be as hard as it possibly can because that's an achievement you know the sense of achievement you get from that is way more than just oh i don't know if, if i didn't have pain and my legs worked properly and well oh, that's a bit boring isn't it <laughs> like that's not an achievement so um you've kind of got to look at it in in weird perverse kind of angles sometimes and there's always a way to look at it and, and juggle your mind to find yourself in a positive headspace where you can overcome anything in life and i do think that's possible um yeah like i said you gotta you gotta scrape the barrel sometimes and you gotta maybe be a bit abstract with your thoughts but there's always a way Yeah, sometimes you got to go to a weird place, right? And uh, that's okay. yeah Just make sure you absolutely don't talk to anybody in that state because you come out with some weird shit. But um, at the at the end of the day, like some people get angry don't they that yeah, that's me, dude. some people have to get into a point where they're like is that you yeah Yeah. <laughs> you have to fight like get the rage get the fire in your eyes and then Yeah, you can do anything yeah that's uh. It's it's a weird thing. It's it's definitely something that I've had to figure out how to get out of, um, and figure out how to use different emotion over the years. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely comes from a place of fear. Um, and if I shoot first and and kill it, it can't Well, that hurt works me. for you, right? Yeah, and I gotta be careful where I place it. Um, I have to be. in a gym and use it in a constructive avenue. I need to be within the four walls of my mind and not communicating with people to use it in a constructive avenue. Um, otherwise, it's destructive. Like, aggression is destructive. Um, and that's Yeah. not got a place in the world. It's, it's understanding yourself, though, isn't it? It's being mindful of these things and Mm using -hmm. it as a positive and as a focus rather than, rather than using it 
just because it's defensive mindset and it's the only thing that makes you feel okay from the actual problem. Um, my, my, my example would be I used to, you know, I used to get real nervous playing table tennis. I used to almost kid myself that it didn't matter. It's only table tennis. Like, it, you know, win or lose, it doesn't matter. Like, what's the end, what's the end of the world? But that's quite a defensive mindset, I think. It's quite, quite a, almost, you know, almost being okay with losing when, you know, actually, no, it, it does matter. Like, I really want to win this. I put a lot of, lot of effort, a lot of time into this and a lot of, you know, I really care about this and I really want to win. Like, it's, it's kind of swaying away from using things as, as a kind of uh, a cover up, like a plaster. And <clears throat> it's not fixing anything. It's just putting a plaster over it. But, um, yeah, now, nowadays my, my kind of techniques are, are much more different. I'm, I sway the other way. I'm like, yeah, it really does matter. You know, this is an absolute privilege. I have trained really hard for this, like really, really hard. This matters big to me. Like, this is why I'm doing it. This is the reason I'm getting up in the morning. Why would I go and not savour it? Why would I, you know, it's a privilege. I can do these things. The human body's amazing. Go and do it. Like, why not? This is why we're alive. Um, and that kind of fills me with inspiration rather than a bit of a plaster, if that makes sense. But anyway, that's just my, uh, my example. <clears throat> yeah, that's beautiful, man. You know, you, you're using parts of your of your own characteristics and using it in a positive manner. In fact, I'm gonna. Sh I've got this on my my wall actually. Maybe I can show it to you. Can you see that? Hold on, lift me up. What does it say? Give it some. Can you see that? Don't hold anything back and play your game. Here you go, Dave Weatherall. Your younger self. Yeah, I've got that. Literally, I I get up in the morning. That's what I have a look at. Give it some. Play your game. Obviously, it's not related to table tennis anymore, but it's so applicable to life, isn't it? I absolutely love that, man. Yeah. Your younger I've got, self. I got loads, loads of them. Yeah, I think I think that's the point, isn't it? Like when uh, I coach the kids now, and like the kids are always like moaning about, oh, it's you know conditions, oh, it's a bit wet, it's a bit greasy, oh, he's got lucky, oh, I've got a bad draw. I'm like. I used to say those things, you know, not not maybe as bad as some of the kids, but like you have to go through these experiences. You kind of, oh, it's all, you know, that, that phrase, oh, it's all experience. Like, it's just a, you want it now. You want it there and then. But you do. You have experience is the greatest teacher. And I didn't know these things when I was younger. And now I've been in the pressure cooker. I've been through the pain and all the whatever you want to, however you want to style it. Like I've been through situations which are good and which are bad and everything kind of molds you and shapes you to the point where you should automatically realize it like through those experiences. <clears throat> and you don't know that when you're younger. And I, I kind of wish I did, but some people are a bit more naturally robust and different ways of thinking. But like I do, I do try and instill the mental game on the kids more so than it doesn't matter how well you can hit a table tennis ball sometimes. Everyone can hit a table tennis ball well. Everyone can has the potential to run up a mountain. It's it's the inside. It's it's how you actually kind of extrapolate your actual physical training and be able to put it into practice consistently when it really matters. Um. So yeah. Anyway, I love it. <laughs> oh, brother, dude, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, if we we've what we got we got not long left on the meeting time, but. I didn't know if it was going to cut out or anything, but yeah, we could we could chat all day, I'm sure. But dipping into the surface, yeah, like man. Said, I've not I've not had the best week in my own trading, so I'm I'm used I'm using this as a bit of a you know a self kind of uh, 
fulfilling i get the good feeling back kind of thing so i'm going to go in ahead tomorrow and smash it again so thank you sir much appreciated Alex will do, bro. You don't have to call me sir. I'm northern, mate. You know, no sirs ever made it up there, bro. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much, man. To, uh, to... I'm in the working world now. I've got a real job. <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah. Dude, we'll have to do this again sometime. Oh, we've lost you there. Yeah, mate, absolute pleasure. Lovely talking to you. And, uh, and yeah, keep in touch. We'll speak soon. Thank you, sir. Okay, Best well, of luck uh, with everything. see you too. Bye, everybody.